Jessica, so wonderful to see you. And, uh, you know, this is leading up to the big one, the big fight, UFC 257 at the Yas Island, Abu Dhabi. How's the Abu Dhabi weather and how's Abu Dhabi treating you? Have you landed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so I don't know if, if you knew, but our flight got delayed by two days almost. So we were supposed to leave Friday and then we didn't end up leaving till Saturday afternoon. So we got to quarantine still at the house and be in Las Vegas still, but it, it definitely changed like the quarantine times and you know how long we were out here but i'm finally out of quarantine i'm so glad to be out i needed to get out of my room for a little bit but yeah we're done we're and like i feel like fight week is officially starting awesome jessica just just one fight in 2020 i know it's been an extraordinary year because of covid but then you've been dealing with a lot of injury and health issues you want to tell us about how deep and dark 2020 the year has been lots of learnings obviously god it's so crazy because like everyone said that to me they're like man you only fought once in 2020 and that's not like me you know what i mean like i like to stay busy and especially since making my return to 25 but man it was it was a really rough year you know i found out i was dealing with a lot of health issues a lot of lower intestinal issues which ended up leading to me losing my gallbladder and i didn't you know i hadn't realized that i had a dying gallbladder in my body for probably a couple of years now they said at that point by the time that we had recognized and the symptoms had gotten so bad that I couldn't manage them anymore. We were down to about 9% function, which your gallbladder is removed usually after 60% function. So at that point, I was just, you know, dealing with a lot of poison from my body. What actually happens when your gallbladder stops working? So your gallbladder is a part of your digestive system. So, you know, a lot of people have known that, like, I'm, I'm very honored about making weight. I'm definitely a foodie, you know, like I like to cook my own food. You know, I came from a family that, you know, raised a lot of their own farm foods. So over the past year, my body stopped digesting foods and I had naturally already been allergic to foods that I didn't know that I was allergic to that by nature, because of the gallbladder and the issues, it all came to head after I fought Cynthia. And after that last Miss weight cut that, you know, I, I was extremely sick and that we needed to get on it, you know, right away. You've also changed teams and that must be pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah. So I changed teams when I went to fight Valentina and I, I can't even say I changed teams, you know, like I decided to do my own thing, you know, this time moving forward with this fight, like, you know, people are going to ask me what team I'm representing. It's the I team. I'm on Jessica I's team. You want to talk about the coaches and support staff. You're going into UFC 257 at Yas Island, Abu Dhabi and the camp leading up to it. It looked pretty intense on your Instagram feed. <laughs> yeah, man, it was really awesome. So, you know, since leaving Strong Style, which, you know, it was like my family and unfortunately we had a breakup that I think, you know, one day as family will talk again eventually but I found myself in the past year and, and you know really what I wanted to do and especially being in Vegas and being with the UFCPI they have been really great and they were just as stumped with some of the health issues I was going with they, they didn't know what was going on either so our relationship now with the PI has grown so much since we found out what was wrong and I'm able to help other fighters but I think one of the coolest things that I got to do was I got to work with a brand new boxing guy someone who had been on the money team for many many years and worked with on many Mayweather camps that I finally had to find someone who was a strict boxing guy, which I absolutely love. Like boxing is, you know, my style first and foremost. So I found someone that was able to help me blend my boxing and my wrestling together. And I'm really excited to showcase that this fight. You know, the Indian spiritual way is that you learn more from loss than you can ever learn from winning and uh, losing to Cynthia and losing to Valentina. Those two fights must have been really, really tough ones. 
problems, but your takeaways from them. Yeah, you know, I, I I've said this a couple of times that me when I lost to Cynthia was the best thing that ever happened to me. I found out I was sick. I found out, you know, I, I finally started addressing things because it had started back when I fought Valentina. It continued on to Viviani and then even to Cynthia. The best thing that ever happened to me was losing that fight. The worst thing that could ever happen to her is that she won that fight. So I've taken a lot of positive things in, in that regard from a loss. I think that most people don't see that losing again, you know, can teach you a lot about yourself. And, you know, I, I'm not out here you know I, i've only lost to the champ in my eyes sure it's been a diverse career i mean almost a decade of fighting going into your 14 you want to just jog back your memory and talk about your, your greatest victory ever something that you're really really proud of all these years oh man my first ufc fight you know what i mean like beating being sarah kaufman a former you know strike for champ up a weight class you know that was incredible but I have to say the one that wins it the most is my Leslie Smith fight when I busted off her ear. I think it was just the coolest like fan moment that I had ever had with people. So that by far is definitely one of the most memorable ones in the UFC. I know there's no love loss between the two of you, Joanne and you, but maybe when you bump into each other at the PI or locker room, do you guys exchange pleasantries at all? Just, you know, curious. So, you know, unfortunately, like she's completely changed up on me. You know, like I'm, I'm a very professional person. Like I, I like to build the fight like when when i fought valentina the bulletproof thing was just a matter of making things fun for people you know what i mean like nobody's bulletproof in this world you know like let, let's face it you know what i mean so i just want to entertain the fans in that regard did i think the outcome was going to come to that no you know what i mean do i think it'll happen again that way no but to come forward you know with things like that is i feel like i have a lot to showcase in in this regard because joanne or jojo has kind of called me out in like ways that like really bothered because I feel like she's being somewhat of a hypocrite in that regard. And the worst thing that you could do is be a hypocrite because that means you never change. So in that regard, you know, I've seen Valentina, we have shook hands, you know what I mean? She's gave me a hug, you know, we're both like, hey, see you again one day. But Jojo, like, is just fate, you know what I mean? Like, I don't expect you to be nice to me. I don't expect you to be mean to me. But one day you're nice to me. And then the next day, just because you choose to be mean, you choose to be mean. And then you create this, you know, this beef or, you you know, whatever it is. And if that's the case, let me know. I'll play along. But all she's doing is making up this fake beat that I had no idea existed. Well, your time at the PI in terms of the fact that uh, the UFC really prides itself on the Performance Institute. So you're training there even during your illness. Were, were they of help? You know, did they come through for you? Just your time there? I am. Um, Charles and Clint are the absolute most amazing people in the world. Bo Sandoval is my head trainer. He by far is like a father figure to me and in so many regards it is so important but I think everybody was kind of stumped since the day that I got to the PIA I'd said to them I said something's not right with my stomach I keep feeling like there's water in there there's something going on with my gut and I brought it up multiple times multiple times we had tried new diets which led us into doing a keto diet which really really showcased that I had had a bad gallbladder because if any to understand the gallbladder your gallbladder your pancreas your liver they all work together digest to filter your body. Your gallbladder specifically digests fats, the good fats and the bad fats. So basically creates like a lubrication and digestion and holds concentrated amount of bile so that when you eat, as soon as you eat, your body says, digest, let's get rid of it. Well, at that point, when I was eating, food was not digesting. It was actually fermenting in my stomach, which was causing 
full body inflammation. It was like, I went from normally walking around, you know, 138, 140, maybe 142 at the heaviest to walking around at 150 plus and not understanding. Like I, I was eating all the foods they were saying. And then as the gallbladder continued to go bad, well, really after Cynthia, I was like, you guys, please help. I'm, I need help. Something's wrong with me, which landed me in the hospital in July, which then led to a month later with the PI, Dr. Davidson, the UFC's head doctor, that we came to the conclusion and there's a specific test that you have to do. You know, after we had rolled out cancer, colitis, Crohn's disease, my full diagnosis was irritable bowel syndrome, which is also known as IBS with food allergy, as well as a dead gallbladder. So, you know, we first went by taking the gallbladder out. We took that out that I instantly went to recovery mode with that, but I ended up getting staph infection in my stomach, <laughs> which was absolutely terrible. And so I ended up getting staph infection, which set me back a little bit, but also got me to go to the Cleveland Clinic back in Ohio, where I had met up with some other really high you know, profile doctors to find out everything and everything we could. So then we had went there and then I took all my information that I got. And then I went back to the UFC and we've been working throughout things the entire time. And I wouldn't say I wasn't ready because I was absolutely ready to take a fight because they asked me to take a fight in October. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And they're like, wait a minute, you just got surgery. <laughs> So basically your, your gallbladder is a, is a part of your digestive system. So there's three different things that work together. You've got your gallbladder, your liver, and your pancreas. So all of them, you know, and, and your kidneys and all that, they all, they all do to something different, right? Someone said, Hey Jess, you don't need a gallbladder. That's why they took it out. That's not true. I was born with a gallbladder. I absolutely need it. I can live without it, but that doesn't mean without change. So, um, at any rate, you're basically your gallbladder. What your gallbladder does is it holds a concentrated amount of bile in your sac, in your gallbladder sac, so that when you eat, it's the first thing that happens. As soon as food touches your taste buds, how your body works, as soon as the taste buds go, it says you're eating, release bile, start digestion. Let's break this food down so that we can start turning into fuel and everything. Well, what was happening is that my gallbladder was completely dead. So it was at 9%. So at that point, there's no bile being made. There's nothing coming out when digestion happens. So all that it would do is sit in my stomach or sit in my lower intestines and ferment. It would basically just poison me on top of the gallbladder, the poison of the gallbladder, not working the overall inflammation of that. So the fact that that was going, it put so much other pressure on my pancreas, my liver. So it started sending my body into a full on, you know, inflammation and, and nothing was working. My eyesight was starting to go. I mean, during the weight cut, I was so sick. I had even said to Eric Nixick, who was helping me at the time that I had said, you know, I can't do this fight. Something is seriously wrong with. Me. So to understand those pains and understand them now, I think I've been dealing with digestive issues my whole life. And then, you know, come to find out I am highly allergic to eggs, dairy, and uh, some vegetables, uh, surprisingly. I'm allergic to vegetables. So when a vegetable gets bit, right? So if it was in the wild and an animal bit it, it would release a toxin. So that's basically what happens to me. It actually poisons my body, which is crazy, which makes sense. You know, I feel like, you know, fighters are the best liars. You know why? They lie about pain 
all the time. Wow. All the time. And I think I lied to myself for a long time that, you know, I, here I sit right now, you know, with you in Abu Dhabi and just in this experience that I feel like I'm 14 fight deep into the UFC with my first one doing it actually the right way. That's really amazing. Your inspiration in the UFC, any athlete, even in the past, a fighter in the past or currently, and your inspiration in life. So I want you to name two personalities, one in UFC, one in life. Oh, man. You know, my probably my biggest inspiration was my old coach marcus marinelli he did everything for me you know what i mean like if it wasn't for him i wouldn't be here right now in this moment you know what i mean and he's he will always be you know like a father figure to me no no matter the arguments that we you know face but he will always be my biggest inspiration that you know i'll, I'll ever i'll ever have outside of the ufc inside the ufc man i tell you what it has to go for dana and i don't know if that sounds cliche but man that guy's always came through for me he comes through for the fighters like he really is down for the fighters you know what i mean like if, if it wasn't for that you know i mean call it what it is with business i mean business is business we all need to work but at the same time he keeps us employed and you know, there's so many people in the world that don't have jobs right now. And I'm so fortunate that I still have a job and I'm entertaining those, you know, also who are working. So, you know, be fortunate that we all have a job right now. That's lovely. Is there a skill you picked up in quarantine? I mean, people are learning how to cook. People are learning new software. <laughs> you know, is there something that you used? I mean, lots of times in lockdown, you're just home, you know, not doing anything. So do you use it constructively? <laughs> yes, I do. I'm always like doing something new. One is I'm fully learning Spanish. So my best oh. friend growing up was Puerto Rican. So like I can understand it, but I've never been able to speak it. So yo soy una mujer. <laughs> what does that I mean? I am a woman. <laughs> so learning how to say some of the things and, and learning that is like really fun. And it was like teaching me. But you know what's kind of crazy is like it would take my mind away from fighting. And that like when I would come back to fighting, I was like excited to then be like, oh, I can't wait to go learn some more Spanish and like talk about it. So like made me excited to like do things properly and in that way so that was one of them but really my overall health like you know learning that i call myself a vegan um because basically most people go you know vegan or vegetarian but i'm allergic yeah. to most vegetables so basically i can have a little bit of you know meat proteins and fish but i have to do everything else like a vegan so like a, a lot of other like no dairy products seeds and, and stuff like that so like i really started to learn how to use new foods and new recipes so Lovely. That would be my other thing. You know, like they say, magicians and UFC fighters never tell. But I'm still going to ask this question. What's going to be your focus area in that fight against JoJo in terms of technique? Even if you can't go away all the secrets, let's just say, what are you going to be concentrating on as far as you're concerned? Somebody once said to me that there's no secrets in MMA. They can find out anything that they want. They can find it out by watching, asking, or just pushing really, really hard to find out some information. So in that regard, I can't wait to put some hands on her. Not even because I want to hurt her, but because I love boxing and I found somebody that really inspired my hands again. And, you know, I want to put on a fight for people. I'm an entertainer naturally. So going in there, I can't wait to really showcase why, you know, I've got one of the highest punch counts and you know i love to throw these hands that's lovely now much as everybody loves you and 
you know you've had a fantastic run where all your fans and your love for Dana he has been saying that he might have to cut some fighters you're one of the older guards I know you feel like a new person I get the feeling that uh, you know Jojo's going to find out that new person the hard way <laughs> but does that mean it's there in the back of your mind or are you not even thinking about these things as you go into that fight no because fighting isn't the only thing I'm going to do in my life it's just one of the you know one of the biggest things that I'm doing right now and you know what will be will what will it'll be you know what I mean and you're actually the second person that asked me that so if I was like super if I was going into spiritual mode Jessica right now I'd be like oh my god he's said it twice now I need to be worried about this there's somebody else that's brought this up to me maybe you know maybe that's sending me some kind of omens but it's not because I have the choice and I can choose where that fight goes and how I take my future and no matter how my future goes I'm alive and breathing and I have my health and that is most important and then when it boils down to we've lived in this COVID time that a lot of people lost their life that the number one most important thing that you should take right now is our health and I have my health and I'm fortunate for that and because of that I think that that's going to make me extra fierce and I'll make sure I put my feet in the ground pretty hard that Dana won't be able to get rid of me that's a wonderful answer you're so close to India and Abu Dhabi I know these are not the right times to travel to any country considering you know it's COVID and you know everybody's got to be in a bubble and things like that but have you ever visited our wonderful country and uh, if not do you plan to what do you think of India <laughs> I absolutely would love I, I would love it the farthest I've ever been was Singapore when I fought there so that was you know that was really fun and, and I got to be out there for a while but actually here I wish I could stay you know like I feel like it's unfair because I don't really get to do anything like I, I downloaded Zumato right <laughs> so I could like look at all your restaurants and stuff <laughs> so I could like see all the food and like googled everything I'm like I can see the amusement park from my room I wish I could go you know so I, I hope to come back one day you know it's actually kind of my brother is a huge Formula One racing guy like he uh -huh. loves Top Gear so much like we're talking the English one right we're not talking the American one we're talking there so he is so excited to to watch the formula one racing like he is so excited to be able to be a part of this you know over these next couple of days so that at least makes me happy that my brother is you know super pumped about it and hey we'll come back whenever the world's back and open and you know we can all enjoy this beautiful country together my last question is what's on your phone what kind of music do you listen to and what oh my are you God, dude, on? i'm all over the place <laughs> So, and because I wanted to like identify with you guys, right? Like, cause I already love Billie Eilish, right? But I really wanted to identify with you guys. So like, I looked at what your top artists were, like who you guys liked and like, who was your big songs and you guys like, you know, Billie, you like Post Malone, yeah. but I hope you guys like Tyler Childers. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, good. So like, <laughs> I, I'm like, let's say my playlist will go from like Ariana Grande, Tyler Childers, Travis Scott to maybe Maybe a little bit of corn to some opera music. Um, wow, that is so diverse. <laughs> corn like and, and opera music. I'm all over, right? Because I feel like that's a fight and like that's the mood of it. You know what I mean? So some days like sometimes you need to put the techno music on because you're a little tired from the workout. And then there's like other days where you're just like feeling myself like... <laughs> I'm a girl. I'm bad. You know what I mean? I might put some Meg the Stallion on just to be like, I'm dumb a bad, you know? <laughs> that is so awesome. Jessica Evil Eye, it's been such a pleasure talking to you and uh, go win that one. Best of luck. And thank, thank you for you talking so to us. Much. Cheers. It's a positive conversation. I feel like I've gotten some interaction with another human. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.